What's your name? Kennedy. How old are you? Four. And why is Jesus better than anything? Because because he died on cross for our sins. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to Earth, but God's rescue plan from before He even created the world, and the hope of living with Him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why He wants you to join Him. Miss Alicia, I've got great news. I can't wait to hear it. You know, Krogo's getting a bunch of other fish micro ass to draw me in pictures. Yeah. Well, if, when I asked Slim when he went, if he wanted to play Pictionary, he said he'd love to. And we've been having so much fun at recess that Harold and Gobi and even Betsy have been coming over to play too. That's wonderful, Finn. Praise God for how He's used you to bring good changes. It makes me wonder if Ahab did more changing too. I remember last week when King Ahab felt sad because he had sinned by stealing Naboth's vineyard. Is he going to start uh, uh, worshiping the one true God now? Why don't you listen to our story today and see for yourself? Okay. Now, for three years, there wasn't any war between the people of Aram and King Ahab. In the third year, Jehoshaphat went down to see Ahab, the king of Israel. Jehoshaphat? Who's that guy with the funny name? We'll talk about him more next week. But for now, I'll tell you that he was the king of Judah and didn't follow Baal, but obeyed the Lord's commands. Oh, good! Maybe you can have a good influence on King Ahab. Jehoshaphat joined forces with Ahab by having his son marry Ahab's daughter. But if that girl had Ahab and Jezebel for her parents, it might not be such a good idea to marry her. I agree, Finn. So when King Jehoshaphat went down to see King Ahab, Ahab had been saying to his officials that this town called Ramoth-Gilead belonged to him, not to the people of Aram. So Ahab threw a huge party for Jehoshaphat and asked him, Will you go with me to fight against Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, Yes, I'll go with you. My men and war horses will go with you. I'm not so sure that's a good idea. Unless Ahab's change, of course. I think you're right. But Jehoshaphat did convince Ahab to ask the Lord for advice first. So the king of Israel brought about 400 prophets together. Were those the Lord's prophets? Prophets? They might have been prophets of Asherah. Oh, great. Ahab asked them, Should I go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or should I stay here? Go, they answered. The Lord will hand it over to you. 
But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there no longer a prophet of the Lord here? If there is, ask him what we should do. So Jehoshaphat could tell that they weren't prophets of the Lord? I guess so. The king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat. He said, There is still one other man we can go to. We can ask the Lord for advice through him. But I hate him. He never prophesies anything good about me. He only prophesies bad things. His name is Micaiah. But prophets give messages from the Lord. So it's not like Micaiah is choosing to prophesy bad things. Jehoshaphat probably thought that too, because he said, You shouldn't say bad things about him. So the king of Israel called for one of his officials. He told him, Bring Micaiah right away. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, were wearing their royal robes, sitting on their thrones near the entrance of the gate of Samaria. All the prophets were prophesying in front of them. One of the prophets, named Zedekiah, had made horns out of iron that looked like animal horns. He announced, The Lord says, With these horns you will drive back the men of Aram until they are destroyed. All the other prophets were prophesying the same thing. Attack Ramoth Gilead, they said. Win the battle over it. The Lord will hand it over to you. A messenger went to get Micaiah. He said to him, Look, the other prophets agree. All of them are saying the king will have success. So agree with them. Say the same thing they do. So even the messengers are trying to get Micaiah to say something that's not true? Just because the other prophet said it? It's, it seems like the messenger doesn't even think all those other prophets can hear from the Lord. So, sounds like peer pressure to me. It's a good thing Micaiah cares more about what God thinks than what other people think. He said, You can be sure that the Lord lives, and here is something you can be just as sure of. I can only tell the king what the Lord tells me to say. When Micaiah arrived, the king spoke to him. He asked, Should we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or not? Attack, he answered. You will win. The Lord will hand Ramoth Gilead over to you. Wait, why didn't Micaiah say that? I'm not sure. Maybe he was being sarcastic, or knew that the king didn't want to hear the truth anyway. King Ahab said to him, I've made you promise to tell the truth many times before, so don't tell me anything but the truth in the name of the Lord. Then Micaiah answered, I saw all the Israelites scattered on the hills, they were like sheep that didn't have a shepherd. The Lord said, These people do not have a master. Let each of them go home in peace. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you he never prophesies anything good about me? He only prophesies bad things. So Ahab doesn't even care about obeying? Well, Micaiah also said, Listen to the Lord's message. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. All the angels of heaven were standing around him. 
some on his right and some on his left. The Lord said, Who will get Ahab to attack Ramoth Gilead? I want him to die there. One angel suggested one thing. Another suggested something else. Finally, a spirit came forward and stood in front of the Lord. The spirit said, I'll get Ahab to do it. How? the Lord asked. The spirit said, I'll go out and put lies in the mouths of all his prophets. You will have success in getting Ahab to attack Ramoth Gilead, said the Lord. Go and do it. So the Lord has put lies in the mouths of all your prophets. He has said that great harm will come to you. But I thought God didn't tell lies. He doesn't, but sometimes he uses liars for his purposes. Remember the prophets he sent to tell Ahab that he would be killed? Yeah. Well, God was going to use these false prophets to convince Ahab to go into battle. Oh. Then the false prophet Zedekiah went up and slapped Micaiah in the face. Yikes. Zedekiah asked Micaiah, Do you think the spirit sent by the Lord left me and went to speak to you? Micaiah replied, You will find out on the day you go to hide in an inside room to save your life. Then King Ahab gave an order. He said, Take Micaiah away and put him in prison. Don't give him anything but bread and water until I return safely. Micaiah announced, Do you really think you'll return safely? If you do, the Lord hasn't spoken through me. He continued, All of you people, remember what I've said. So the king of Israel went up to Ramoth Gilead. Oh, great! Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went there too. Him too? The king of Israel spoke to Jehoshaphat. He said, I'll go into battle wearing different clothes. Then people won't recognize me. But you wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel put on different clothes. Then he went into battle. Did Jehoshaphat think something fishy was going on? If Ahab was going in disguise and he wasn't? I'm not sure, Finn, but on the, enemy's, on the enemy's side, the king of Aram had given an order to his 32 chariot commanders. He had said, fight only against the king of Israel. Don't fight against anyone else. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they thought, that has to be the king of Israel. So they turned to attack him. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. The commander saw that he wasn't the king of Israel after all, so they stopped chasing him. But someone shot an arrow without taking aim. The arrow hit the king Ahab between the parts of his armor. Well, and that soldier didn't even know it was king Ahab. But God knew it was going to happen. Yep. King Ahab told his chariot driver, Turn the chariot around. Get me out of this battle. I've been wounded. All day long, the battle continued. The king kept himself standing up by leaning against the inside of his chariot, facing the men of Aram. Maybe Saul's army would keep fighting. Maybe. 
The blood from his wound ran down onto the floor of the chariot, and that evening he died. As the sun was setting, a cry spread through the army, Everybody, go home! And the king died. He was brought to Samaria, and they buried him there. They washed the chariot at a pool in Samaria, and the dogs licked up Ahab's blood. It happened exactly as the Lord had said it would. The other events of Ahab's rule are written down, and everything he did, including the palace he built and decorated with ivory. It also includes the cities he built up and put high walls around. Ahab joined the members of his family who had already died, and his son Ahaziah became the next king after him. Aw, man, we didn't obey God after all. It makes me glad that we have a much, much better king to follow. And when he returns to judge, we won't have to run away to our homes, but we'll get to be welcomed into the Father's presence because Jesus' blood has made us clean. Just like Ahab failed to hide from the Lord's purposes by wearing a disguise, no one will be able to hide from Jesus when he returns. And those who have called him their king and lord won't want to run from him, but instead will run into his arms because our sin has been paid for. Miss Alicia, last night my mom came into my room on our coral reef and told me that sometimes I take too long to get ready in the morning. And she asked to rush me to school. And sometimes I take too long to clean to clean my room when she asks. I hate that feeling. When someone tells me I've done something wrong, at least don't act like croak. I know it's easy to compare ourselves to others, either to see how well we're doing or when we feel like others are doing better than us. But God never asked us to search our hearts by comparing ourselves to others. At the end of Psalm 139, David prays for God to search and see what's in his heart and know what he's thinking and to see if there's anything in his life God doesn't like. Then he asked God to help him live in the way that's always right. So David wasn't thinking about anyone but himself and God. Right, unless it was to think about someone he had sinned against. And because the punishment of our sin has been paid for, We can feel safe asking God to look into our hearts and change us. Compared to Ahab, Jehoshaphat seemed like a pretty good guy who mostly followed God. But he still needed prophets to tell him when he was wrong. In fact, a prophet did come to Jehoshaphat after he got home from joining Ahab in that war and said he shouldn't have helped the wicked and love those who hate the Lord. Like Ahab? Yep. But instead of making excuses, Jehoshaphat appointed judges to go among the people and make just decisions and choose Levites to help the Israelites understand God's laws as they made right decisions. So he was hoping the Israelites to be wise and not love those who hate the Lord. Exactly. We won't get it right until we get our new bodies in heaven. But for now, we have this beautiful gift called repentance. When we ask God to see what's in our heart, 
and he brings to mind something we did or an attitude that was wrong, we get to confess by telling him what we did or thought and then ask for his forgiveness. We can even ask for him to give us something to replace the thing we confessed, like patience in the place of anger or being happy for other people in the place of selfishness. Hmm. I, at first, I didn't think it was my fault that I've, getting, that I've been getting ready for school slowly because I got distracted by a new book my uh, grandma gave me. But I guess I've been choosing what I want instead of what my mom wants. Do you want to talk with God about it? Okay, God, I've been getting ready slowly because I wanted to look at a book instead. And I've been cleaning my room slowly because I'd rather play than obey my mom right away. Would you forgive me and help me to love my mom by doing what she asked right away? Thanks for forgiving me. Amen. That's beautiful, Finn. I'm so thankful God is at work in your life. Yeah, me too. Well, I better get back to the aquarium bus. Be sweet, Barakeet. Bye, Finn.